What's up, everybody? I hope y'all had a uh, amazing couple of weeks here. Um, if you're listening, you know what's up and what this uh, show's all about. So uh, I love you all. Hope y'all had a had a very safe um, weekend. Uh, so this week we sat down with um, my buddy Zach Carmen from. Uh, we used to work at the fire department together many years ago. I don't say many years ago, but that long ago, but. Uh, we got hired on around the same time together, and um, I left to um, pursue guiding full-time, um, and Zach uh, is, is still grinding um, at the fire department, but on his days, he's not there. He's an avid outdoorsman, and um, I had a, had a chance to take him fly fishing for the first time, so I wanted a kind of a real honest experience, or a an honest opinion about you know kind of the first time somebody uh, had a chance to do it and what they thought about it so we've got in all kinds of stuff uh, into hunting and everything else so, uh you guys enjoy it i also have to throw a huge huge shout out to my man eb estes eb uh has worked no telling how many hours and put in no telling how much work into recording and mixing um the intro and outro this week for the podcast and i can't thank him enough uh taylor tubbs was on percussion and uh, charlie white and ebb did the strings and it is just the bomb so i want to again thank ebb for these uh, original songs for Leadercast. And uh, y'all stay tuned in the next uh, little while. Some awesome stuff is gonna gonna be popping up. So you guys enjoy this episode and uh, please share uh, whatever you feel like. And um, I hope y'all get some out of it. I love you all. fishing um and had no i i can't say i had no idea what i was getting into i've been a long time 
fisherman, hunt, anything outdoors, that's what I do. Um, tournament bass fishing, crappie fishing, brim fishing. Never been fly fishing. Been trout fishing with some spinning rods, all that fun stuff. So, um, yesterday was the first time in a long time that I've learned something new. And that something new was fly fishing. Feels good, doesn't it? was. Okay, so how did you feel um, just watching somebody fly fish? It looks like it would be... You know, like, I can do that. I can do I got that. Like watching some, the first time I picked up a fly rod, I watched somebody cast and I was like, let me see that thing. And I picked it up and I put it in my hands and I was like, oh, whoa, this does not feel like it looks like. So did you, did you find that correlation? Like watching someone cast, it doesn't feel, when you put it in your hands, it doesn't feel like it looks like. Absolutely. It's people relate it to a golf swing. I guess some watching somebody swing a golf club that that knows the mechanics of it, yes. versus the feel of somebody that doesn't. I could say that because I'm equally bad at golf. I'm terrible. Yeah, um, I'm horrible at golf because golf is a finesse sport. Um, y- you hit it farther when you hit it softer. Um, you hit it harder and you screw it up. And I kind of correlated that with fly fishing yesterday because I'm a gorilla. I'm I'm rigid. I'm Bull in China I'm shop. Bull in China shop. Yeah, smash, smash trout in head with rod. Yeah. Um. So that finesse was really, really hard for me. Um. And and you're also you can tell you've you've got a lot of bass fishing in you. Yeah. And I, I tell that to everybody that like, it's funny because you can watch someone fish on the river, especially it's funny with a fly rod that you can tell they've done a lot of bass fishing before. Yeah. They just have a bass fisherman. They're they're constantly trying. So, whereas with bass fishing, you're constantly trying to make something happen. You know, yeah. You're, you're trying to, okay, there's got to be a bass by that log. There's got to be, like, and so starting out fly fishing on, a, on the river anyway, the best thing that I tell people as clients that are just starting to fish, now these are not seasoned fly fishermen that can put a fly exactly where it needs to be at a certain point in time and do everything a certain way. But for a beginner, like just get it out there, let the current do the work for you. You know, you it's it's line management and control and then watching your indicator and making hook sets. And that's it. Yeah. And believe it or not, that's kind of tough to do, isn't it? Like kind of tough to not overfish your fly. I'm used to a seven foot, seven foot two heavy action rod with a Strike King 10XD crankbait and just launching that thing as far as I can. Just Mm -hmm. muscling it and getting it to where I want it to go and cranking it back. Can't do that with fly fishing. No. The more power, the, the more effort you put into it or i'm gonna say effort but the more the more strength muscle aggression muscle power you use the like the the shorter you cast yeah (laughs) it's because it's all like a lot of zigzags in your line your your cat it's all in the rod it's 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 it's, it's, that's it it's not it's not arm strength it's timing and momentum of the rod tip so that's it. It's the rod tip bending and stopping on a straight line. And no matter how much power, you know, like your cast is defined by either 
more bend in the rod tip, so more energy stored in the rod when it comes back to that stop, or you use what we we call it a double haul, and you're given power with that left hand in the line. So a lot of times when you see me cast, like I'll be using this left hand to move the line. So you make it look so graceful. I don't well, see it. No, like I'm not. I'm a terrible. That's one thing. I'm yesterday, a terrible caster, but it it you know the more you do it, the more natural it feels. Like for you, you yesterday the first time the rod. And that's one thing that's set with me when I yes paused in my back stroke or back action, whatever you want to call it, and let that rod load itself. And yes, it just, let the rod do the work. Yeah, you didn't try to force anything out. You you waited on the tension of the line, and then you waited on that bend and stop in the rod tip, and that's I mean that's where you get your power in a in a fly cast and it's so you can always tell the guys that if like you said bull and china shop i was the same way dude i was up you know if i can't finesse it i'm gonna muscle effort into submission yeah. you know like that's what i'm gonna do and fly fishing in a way was great for me because it it teached me to patience patience wait 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 you know okay not Ugh. All right, got to spend 10 minutes untangling a knot, calm down, and then, you know, you, you get a chance to kind of start over again. But the that's the intriguing thing about it for our personality types or a, a type A personality, I would say, to be bad at something and feel like, okay, if they can do it, I can do it. Yeah. And that's the way I feel about a lot of stuff is if, if, if I see, like when I started fly fishing, I was at JFK and I saw this guy down there. And I've told this story a million times, so it's old. But, like, just seeing somebody fly fish made me... Seeing somebody cast a rod made me want to do it. You know, it looked so graceful and so... Like, I thought that guy's not thinking about anything. You know, he's just casting a rod and having a good time in the river. So that made me want to do it. And when I tried to do it, I was terrible. And I didn't like sucking. You know, I don't like sucking at anything. And... I think sucking and fly fishing is great. It's it's a great motivator. It's a great, like, for for the type of people that are like, wait, wait, wait. So not everybody can do this? It's tough. Like, I got to I gotta put a little effort into it. I got to I gotta take my time, and I'm, I'm going to get better at this. So it's it's great for, for somebody looking for, I don't want to say a challenge, because it's not necessarily a, it is kind of a challenge, but... If you're wanting to get something new out of life, it's it's it isn't it? You grew up a country boy I've hunting and fishing, fishing, and that's pretty fun. I was sitting here doing the math in my head. I've been fishing for probably 28, 29 years. So the fact for for me to go fishing and feel completely retarded. It was strange. Yeah. But having somebody there like yourself, if I would have done that by myself, if if you would have gave me one of your rods and I, I would have called you up because I could have called you up, you know, whenever I want to and say, hey, buddy, I'm going to go trout fishing. I'm going to go fly fishing. Can I borrow one of your rods? You would have gave it to me. Man, I would have went out there and probably within 30 minutes or an hour, I would have put that thing out and never picked it up again. Yeah. Um, 
but in going out there with you and you explaining to me how to do it, what to do, what I'm doing wrong, I was able to learn more in the three or four hours we were out yesterday than I would have 10 or 15 days of fishing. And when we went out this morning, it was, there was a different person you know, fishing isn't it, isn't than, than there was yesterday. It was just so... It's cool, isn't it? I wasn't fluid with it. I wasn't good at it, but I could make it happen, and somebody driving across the bridge didn't look down in the creek and go, look at this idiot, you know? Yeah. There's um, something about... I mean, doing something new is awesome, but for me, what was really intriguing was the, the simple the complicated simplicity of a, of a fly rig, right? Like of, so you're basically just throwing a floating line with a bopper and a little indicator, indicator, but you're basically throwing a floating line with a bopper and an indicator, which seems really simple, but all the little things that we talked about, like mending and, you know, line management controlling that slack like it makes a huge difference so it's like it's complicated simplicity it's great it's 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 great therapy if if you're looking for something to you know get out of the everyday funk of i want to learn something new that's that's outside that's you know arkansas is no better place to start than I mean, we have some world-class trout fishing. We have some world-class fishing in general. There's more opportunities in this state. I don't feel like they're advertised the way they should be. Um, I feel like we could do a lot better job promoting some of the, uh, you know, some of the stuff we have here. Yeah. I grew up here my whole life. I know you did too. Yeah. And like just this right here. Did you ever know this was here? Up until uh, before before you got old enough I to get on the internet here, and research for yourself, I didn't know, did you know it was here? what I could do here. I knew this location was here is because we're we're at a RV campsite, um, Sillamore. out on Sillamore. Yep. Um, used to family reunion and mountain home every year, and so I knew this place was here. I would always drive past and look at it, see all the campers parked out here. Didn't know what all these people were doing. Didn't know the activities that we could do just, you know, within a hundred yards walking, of here. Walking, yeah, walking from, the, from the campsite we're in, we can walk to some of the most crystal clear, beautiful water you'll see anywhere. And there's smallmouth in there. There's a few trout. Like, well, it's and the great. fact that you said that right in your back door. Experience Arkansas can give you the on the way to where we were fishing yesterday. Uh, there was the a confluence. sign, the confluence up on Norfolk River, yep. there was a sign home to the world record brown trout. Is that correct? Yeah. In Norfolk, yeah, Norfolk, going into Norfolk. World. Well, that's, not, not that's, state, that's world the, record. Every, you know, just, I think all our tailwaters here have a record at some point in time. I mean, Arkansas is, as far as fishing goes. Well, we got it made. Yeah, we're not you know, we're not known for that. We're known for ducks. We're known for Stuttgart. You yeah. know, in the in the outdoor world, as far as I know, um, you know, and I come from a general outdoor world, not a fishing 
side. Right. Um, so everybody that I Tell meet me. when I go out of state, you know, they, they know Arkansas for their ducks. Um, and up until yesterday, I didn't know we were known for our world record trout. Would Would you ever in a million years have... Do you think you would have ever seen or experienced that had somebody that you were close with not been like, hey, y'all are going to, this is going to blow your mind like this is in Arkansas? Absolutely not. No. That's a common experience. I I, I take people that, that that live in Little Rock that go just fish an hour and a half, two, three hours north of where they live, and they're like, oh my gosh, we're in a different. We're in a completely different area. It's a completely different feel up here because, like, you don't – it. all you see is Buffalo River. Like, yeah. you turn on your TV or you get on the internet and it's all Buffalo. buffalo. It's, yeah. Don't get – no, like, the Buffalo is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Let's, let's keep attention on the Buffalo. However, Arkansas has got a lot of cool stuff going on that I feel like a huge – portion it's easily accessible it's cheap and people that grew up kind of like me and you that didn't necessarily have means to um go on you know didn't have means to go off on these out of state uh take a lot of time do this or that a lot of money to spend there's so much cool stuff you can do with a tent um or a or a truck, or any a day trip. I mean, you can yeah. make a day trip up there and go fish. Just take your time out of your day. Um, well, absolutely. This you know. is in this is or the little red. I mean, where I home for me, you know, the, the little red. Like that's closer than the than the white Norfolk. Like just one day. Even if you did that one day every six months, and me or no me, like now. You could probably go wade by yourself, which I hope you do. I hope you, yeah. I hope you get a. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll give you a fly set up before you leave, and like, I want you to go, and I want you to do it, and I want you to struggle. I want you to grind. Like, I want to be like, oh God, I didn't catch a fish today. What did I do wrong? That's what gets you. That's what hooks you. Yeah. Like, and then you start making it happen. You're like, oh yeah, that's it. That's all it was, and you start figuring out that. Oh, I was overcomplicating this big time. Like it's way, way more simple of a Simplicity system. Simplicity is better. Yeah, than yeah. I than I thought it was. So, uh, dude, I'm so happy that yeah you were able to get out there with me because it's the first time in a long time I've been able to take somebody that would be genuine with me in their experience. Like because I feel like you know between the two of us. You would be honest with me. You're like, man, that's just one for me, you yeah. know. Or, man, I really want to do that again. But I could tell, like this morning, I went, I was just gonna let you do your thing. I walked right down the creek and started fishing. And like ten minutes later, here comes Zach behind me with a fly rod. Like, and I look back and he's casting. And part of me wants to be like, dude, let me let me help you. But at the same time, part of me is just sitting up there watching you, being like, I can remember when that was me, you know, yeah. like not too long ago just try like getting it you know like yeah. starting to get it myself and be like yeah i'm getting this like the cast is looking better that oh there's a fish there's a you know like starting to get it and that's going to trickle over you know into your personality into your life 
Um, it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. it's, it's it's pretty cool how it works out. So, from uh, yesterday, it was your very first time to hold a fly rod. Very first time to fish on, I don't want to say first time to fish on the White River, but definitely that section of White River. Very first time to be on the North Fork River. On the North um, Fork. I have fished on the White River in the area. Not fly fishing, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was one of those, we were up there on a family reunion, I was just looking to get away, um, get off by myself, so I went yeah. and rented a boat and floated down, you know, with some spinning tackle and caught some trout fish. Phenomenal time. Um, nothing like fly fishing, though. And I think that's one thing that, I took away from it the most, and I enjoyed about it the most, because yesterday we were out there, you know, I'm with the premier guide with nice. the top-of-the-line equipment, the top-of-the-line boat, you know, years of knowledge on what to do. I'm standing up in front of the boat, you know, tangling my line up. He's tying flies on for me and fixing stuff up, and I look over, and there's this guy that's walking down the bank with his waders and a fly rod. He's like, hey, man, how's the fishing out there today? I'm like, ah, oh, you know, it's, it's good. We're doing good. And he's like, yeah, I hope so, you know. So I'm out there with the best of the best, but this guy who doesn't have a boat and doesn't have access to all that, man, he just comes walking down the river bank and walks out in the river and starts fishing. That's right. It's hard to do that with any other kind of fishing, you know. Cool? Bass fishing. You don't have to have a boat. Yeah, bass just, fishing. You can do that a little bit, you know. But you, you know, all your premier bass fishers are out there in big boats. You know, fishing islands, fishing points, fishing, you know, all these spot spots. With trout fishing, you can just walk out into a river and. That's right. What's around that next corner? Yeah. Wasn't that cool this morning? Walking that was. Up the yeah. Creek? Like wondering. So going to a place you've never been before and wondering, okay, what. I wonder if there's a drop off or a shoal around this next turn. Yeah. Like I wonder if there's if there's gonna be some deeper water around this next turn. Fishing sucks here. Maybe you know, maybe the fish are pushed up in a deep pool uh, above me. You know, like Yeah. And it doesn't matter if they're there or not. It's fishing. Yeah. And it's it's we talked, we walked, we had a big time, like you learned something new that you might carry over into other parts of your life tell me so i know it's it's a lot different experience you being a big bass fisherman fishing with a spinning rod and reel and obviously i mean you're an avid outdoorsman you uh you work as a firefighter every third day yep okay you work at do uh we do 24 hours on 48 hours off so so you got a couple. Now I know you. Have, if I stay, most firemen haven't. Which that's how I got started guiding. You know that off day job of before I went started guiding full time was, you know that two days off out of every three allows you to have another job. Most firemen have a have a second job, but they've either got a second job or a sugar mama as we call it, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or um, or sugar daddy. Yeah. Well, actually, I take that back. I do because we do have we do have some female firefighters. That's right. We're not firemen anymore. We are firefighters. That's right um, for good reason. There we go. Um, And I know some female firefighters that are way kick your ass better than any of the men I know. 
kick your ass. Yeah. Uh, I, I myself. Yeah. That's so. pretty cool. I know female fly fisher women that would take a, a yeah. self-proclaimed season fly fisherman and make them look like a schoolgirl or a school kid. Like, um, very, April very... April Vokey? Do you know her? Yeah. yeah I've listened to some of her podcasts and stuff, too. Yeah. Um, she's done some podcasts with Steve Ranella and them and stuff. She seems like she knows her stuff. Yeah. She did a class in Conway there at the Toadfly years and years ago. Um, this was before, this was before she got, like, I think, before, I think, Social just Social media big. Yes, I think yeah. people in the fly fishing industry, fly fishing world knew who she was. Yeah. Now, she's not just fly fishing, she's podcasting, podcasting social media, media social yeah. media you know yeah. she, she, she's a good looking girl in the outdoors world exactly like and she's good at what just she does. add water and stir yeah. right but, like okay good looking chick fly rod meat like add water and stir and post pictures but and she catches a lot of fish too nice. and she makes she, does, a li- she's good, she makes a living man. guiding too so yeah she no i'm she's obvious. one of the few that are legit that do that, would have so. to know her stuff to be yeah. in a position where she's yeah. at. I bet she's awesome. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. So we're not just talking about dudes getting out and doing this. Yeah, obviously. it's anybody, anybody that wants to. But uh, so, what do you think? You're uh, in the future. So from here on out, would you would you go fly fishing again? Would you absolutely? Would you, can you see how? Um, the difference between that and the difference between that and spin fishing and your your willingness when you started before you started fly fishing yesterday, you would have said there's no way I can learn enough to have a heck of a lot of fun doing this in a day or two, but I can do it with my spinning stuff like yeah. And I was like, no, dude, like, like let's. Just the one time we're gonna do it, you got there the fly rod, I guarantee you're gonna have a freaking blast. And like that's it. I mean, you get out there and yet yeah, you suck for a while. Not not you I'm talking yes, anybody in general, me. I was I didn't catch a fish first I don't know how many times I went fishing, fly fishing. That was what made me keep going was that I was so terrible at it. Um but it's that you know, ability to suck in that struggle that we talked about uh it's it's really good really good for you the struggle yeah. i guess uh, the the drive to to learn something new so one of the cool things that i took away from it um that is different is how fast conditions and the bike can change isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean... Go from nothing to ding, 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 dude, ding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's something you don't get in other types of fishing. You know, if you get a bad day of, of fishing in other worlds, you've got a, got a bad day. Um, it seems to me like you may have a bad first two hours, and then everything... Like, yeah... <laughs> The river drops eight inches and or feet, however, you know, and water's flowing, you know, ten times what it was, and it's a complete different day in the matter of an, an hour. Yeah. 
Isn't that um, so cool, though? Yeah, and that was what was I tell you really what's cool, cool for me, guiding is, is having the... I have... Not to say that I always know what it's going to be like, but I've fortunately been blessed enough to be out on the water enough now where I can... Like, I don't get worried because I know that, okay, well, this is going to happen and it's going to get going to get better. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, you know, I always tell everybody, nobody panic. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody, nobody panic yet. Like, we are still in good shape. Like, um, there's a lot of tricks up the sleeve and, and routes that you take depending on your day and kind of what you go do, but. You've done it enough to pattern. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's it. That's the key Just to success in anything. With hunting, anything. Fishing, hunting or fishing. Is, either is one. learn their patterns. Yep. Um, you know. And it's all the same year to year. Yeah. With those, with, with trout, with like, I think one reason I've been able to be somewhat successful guiding is because I have a really good memory of things that I am passionate about or things that I want to remember, things I don't really care about. I'm like, ah, and I procrastinate and I don't, you know, do it to the best of my abilities. But with fly fishing, fishing, I'm so passionate about them that, you know, I was, I get mad if I'm not catching them, if, if the bite's tough. Yeah, I just like being out there, but like it's it's really cool for me. It's a hobby to be like, I'm gonna get them. Remember know? that? See, I'm I'm, I'm the get complete opposite. I'm oh. a horrible memory, and I have a notebook that every time I go hunting or fishing, when I get done that day, I sit there and I write down the date, the time, where I went, the weather conditions, the barometric pressure, what I saw. What I didn't see, you know, I, I keep me a detailed log because my memory sucks. Mine does but too. But that helps me pattern, you know, that helps me pattern my my deer, um, my duck hunting. Um, you know, it lets me know. What we were talking about yesterday, like I'd never noticed or never until this year because I haven't hunted until this year. Like I you took a what? Five six years, year six years hiatus from hunting. Yeah, and um, this year was the the first year I could really, you know, before I tell everybody like when I used to hunt a lot, a lot, a lot. That was it was about sport. You know, it was about me. I was like, I just gotta get them, getting the kill, I just go in there, and get getting them. the kill, you know, not was, the experience. Yeah, and it wasn't. You know, I didn't stop to think. And that comes with age, you know. Yeah. Everybody, everybody changes the older they get. But like I was telling you yesterday, you know, I am because you were like, man, I just when it gets good, we're gonna. Will you come when it gets good? When it gets good? When it? And I'm like, man, I want to come when it's not good. You know, I want to yeah. come just to watch the sun come up. I want to come just to watch some ducks fly. You know, I I want to come just just to be out with good friends. Um. That's where I think expectations as as an outdoorsman should should be. Should be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because like we were talking before, um, and a lot of this I didn't realize before the you know, meat eater stuff and people that a lot of it was education, I guess, but I didn't feel an attachment with 
with the the game or the fish that I was after. Yeah. And now it's weird because even though I want to, even though I want to get them, yeah, I am so much more respectful of the of the animal, of the habitat. So much more respectful of the land and the moment. It, I I really get what, um, I really get what I've heard lots of people talk about that were older and wiser than me over the years as far as like you know man it's just good to watch the sun come up yeah and every morning that you can watch the sun come up i feel like you're you're a lucky lucky uh human and some people like to lay in bed and that's that's their relaxation and that's amazing okay do it that's great like you're you're an adult that's great but for me that causes nothing but laying in bed causes nothing but me feeling an empty hole. Yeah. And for me, watching the sun come up and being outside, watching ducks fly over, watching a trout come into the net, that gives me dude there's something so- that like you couldn't get from any drug, you couldn't get from any therapy. Like that's where it's at. That's that deep connection yeah. in our DNA. I think that is really, really, really underestimated is that hunter-gatherer, like, fishing, hunting. I don't, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's hard. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, and I think anybody that hunts and fishes out there that's listening is, like, is going to get what we're talking about, that connection. And just the appreciation to be outdoors. There, man. man, there's so many mornings that I have got up at, two o'clock you know left my warm cozy bed with my beautiful wife to go you know hang out with a bunch of dudes and stand in some freezing cold snowy temperatures and not even not even fire a shot yeah you know but just but the you fact remember that i was that. out there you remember you that, know though, like right? you say i could have stayed in bed and slept and relaxed and you know but would it's it, not a school. You would know? it have really been yeah. relaxing? No, though? nobody would ever remember that. Nobody's going to tell stories about that. But you'll tell stories about the days that you know that you were out there and it wasn't so good, and it makes you appreciate the days that are good so much better. I heard um, that Harper and I watch Meat Eater like religiously, and because um, I I love Stephen Renell, and he was um, saying that like. It's not a, as much about, like, listening to him talk about horns or the uh, benefits of bow versus gun. And, like, for me right now, I'm kind of falling into that place where it's it's really cool to get back into the, okay, I, if I had to, like, I could go out and kill a deer I could prov- you know I could get some meat that I know where it came from I could go out I could fish I could catch some fish I you know um but it's not I don't think it's as much about it is about that and the meat but you're that much more respectful of um what we have here I think so just from this yeah. trip alone like you knowing that this is here, you want to 
like now you want to tell you you want to share it right yeah. you want to be like dude if y'all haven't been up there go check that out you yeah. know that's what i feel like's missing is um there there hasn't been a a good outlet to get information about all the possibilities that we have within a three hour drive yeah. of us and not not that you can't drive from anywhere to come Norfolk River is a prime example. Um, I knew Lake Norfolk. I knew it dumped out into the White River. Um, I'm, I stay very up to date on White River, on the flows of it because of, of duck hunting, um, where I hunt at. I didn't know that Norfolk River was a four-mile stretch of river home to a world record brown trout that was some of the best fishing in Arkansas pretty fun float and dude. one of my best friends is a professional fishing guide so the fact that i learned that yesterday you know how many arkansas like you say don't know about that you know never get to do it yeah there are more i would say there are people from out of state that know more about some of our river systems absolutely and and you get people because you get people that you guide, you take, and and they go back home and they tell their friends, you know. And that, and, but to be honest, that's a not everybody, but a lot of people I guide are a, a different um, different demographic. Yeah. I mean, it just is what it is. Yeah. You know, like it it is what it is to most to the people I guide. And I don't the majority say everybody, of our Kansans, yeah. we're 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 Southern country people. You yeah. know, we don't. We go out and we go fishing by ourselves. We, you know, you know, blue collar. If you want something, you have to make it happen for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, I don't live in my state and think I need to pay a guide to take me fishing. Mm -hmm. Although, I learned yesterday. You understand how now why there are guides, right? Yesterday taught me that. if I knew then what I know now, I would definitely pay it. So, do, okay, before, so yesterday, uh, that would be, so you would act different on a fire truck with me in there, probably. If it was just me and you driving around, you'd probably act different than if it were you and the mayor. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. So that's kind of like... (laughs) So, like, that's kind of what yesterday was. Yeah. And... The uncut, unedited. Can you see, though, what kind of a resource that is? Yeah. untapped. Yeah. I mean... Mind-boggling, isn't it? Absolutely. Man, I can't... I'm mad at myself for not knowing this was here all this time. Yeah. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. Um, So... That's I'm just so glad that we were, you know, able to get out and yeah. get you on some, some fish. What did, what did it do? Did you find that? So one thing I wanted to kind of talk about is the emotional aspects of fly fishing and um, the therapeutic sides of outdoors. Um, fishing in general i don't i mean i hate to keep saying fly fishing over and over because i don't care that's just how i like to fish if you don't want to use a fly rod i don't that's awesome use your you know just 
get outside and 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 do it and make your connection with you know because that's going to that's going to give you an incentive to share our resources with other people it's going to give you an incentive to take a buddy hey man you know what i did i went up there i heard about you know this on this podcast and i went up there and fish and caught you know seven or eight fish it was beautiful i had a great time you want to go up there next month like yeah man sure so your buddy goes with you and it's it's exponential growth and it's not it's just the the last year or so i every time i've driven to the river to the lake to uh up here you know the white north fork i just can't help but think man like i wish i knew about this 15 years ago not that i didn't know that the white river existed in arkansas but i wish that like so i had been able to put a podcast on and listen to somebody be like hey guys if you live within three hours of the white river or the little red um or the norfolk um if you don't want to fish by yourself hire a guide but go go check it out yeah it's awesome yeah it's awesome you don't need to go to colorado you don't need to go to montana to trout fish like people from all over come here to trout fish yeah pretty cool one of the cool things about it is you know I, i love all things hunting um one of the most exciting hunts turkey hunting yeah you can um you know it's kind of social you can go with a buddy um but you got to be quiet you got to slip you got to you know all that stuff um deer hunting you got to be quiet you gotta you know either sit in a stand by yourself or slip around or you know you can't can't be sitting there chit-chatting and bsing and duck hunting, duck hunting is a very social sport. That's why it is what it is today. Um, you know, it's it's flooded with people. Um, it's Too many people. Cr- it's crazy public land duck hunting in Arkansas. That's 98% of my duck hunting is public land in Arkansas. It's amazing, and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know that's what it is well we've done it to ourselves the good thing about fly fishing is it's a social sport man um you know you get you a couple buddies out there you're having fun there's constant movement there's constant even if you're not catching fish there's action in it Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of one of the things that i took away from it the most is is it's definitely something that I will do again because and whether how many, I have how many a people our age did you see out there though? Not many, right? No, I mean, like yeah. that's that's one one you know area I think that we could do better at, or I don't think we could do better at. But I feel like in order for the future of fly fishing in Central Arkansas, and I don't want to speak for because I'm not. You know, I don't like to speak a whole lot for what happens up up here on the White Norfolk because, you know, there are guys up here that, that live here, that, you know, guide here 200 days a year, you know, that, like, those are the guys you need to talk to about, yeah. like... They've got this section mastered. White and Norfolk River systems, you want to know exact everything. Like, they are to the White and Norfolk like I am to the Little Red, and not that I'm... Like any you know genius or anything but it's just it's home yeah and so for 
for them it's it's a lot different but i feel like they would tell you the same thing like we need we need a new i don't want to say you know obviously it's awesome that people from every age group fly fish but for many many years there's been the stigma of it's a rich dude sport it's uh, rich you know old older guy sport and then when social media came along now it's cool yeah you know so it's it's cool but i feel like there's a demographic that feels like it's unattainable because it's fly fishing you know or because it's um it's a rich person sport, I would say it's, but it's not necessarily it's under promoted. I think um, it is. I think it is. For sure. I think it's over promoted through branding and looking cool, and I think it's under promoted through therapeutic, um, like just you being a better person and having a good time with yourself. I think it's under promoted there. I think it's over promoted like this is so awesome you're gonna look so trendy and so cool casting a fly rod oh my gosh like it's over promoted there but under promoted you know this is really really good for you as a person to sit out here and watch this stupid indicator float See, down the river that's the image you have from inside of the the river fishing world yeah. do, do you call it river fishing or you call it fly fishing world uh, I mean just fishing what do you call it? Fishing? fishing just general and fishing just fishing right? um being an outsider, uh, my perspective on it is not that at all. It's just that it's not out there. You know, the Game and Fish Commission, you know, they they promote hunting season. I'm an avid bow hunter, you know. Yeah, um, we've done some bow hunting. Bow hunting, together. you know, hunting season for me starts in September. Um, and so I love it when I hear, you know, I'm on the, listen to the radio station in the morning driving into work and, oh yeah, Arkansas deer season starts tomorrow, November 14th. And I'm like, man, I've done killed two deer, you know, I've, yeah. I've been hunting for, I for go, a now month and popular. a half. Yeah. Now it's popular. No, that's, that's, I, I that's not same, hunting. You I do know? the same thing. I like um, listening to people, like I'll have people come to me and say, oh, so-and-so i heard so-and-so on the radio saying they were tearing them up up at the dam on this yeah I'm like well and, and see that's okay thing. sure when i think fishing and it may be maybe you know that's that's great but yeah it, it's don't but, over promote and under promise if you're gonna do something but like let's have realistic yeah but the promotion the promotion of fly fishing or fishing river fishing whatever you want to call it um when i think fishing i think what i do in the spring in the summertime mm-hmm. um bass yeah cropping. yeah you know when i but you know i do some crappie fishing in the fall and the winter um but wintertime i'm hunting just so happens uh you know we're in the middle of the duck season split in arkansas got plenty you, of deer meat in you, the freezer i got deer meat in the freezer not enough yet still got you know a couple more to kill but um you call me up at the perfect time so Fishing is not something that's on my mind in in late November. But now it is. But now it is, you know. But that's something that's not promoted. It's not promoted to the Arkansas sportsmen. Year-round, man. That Yeah, you can go catch these fish year-round and have fun. You know, as long as you got a good warm jacket, man, it's fun. It's fun. You know, I I had all kinds of fun. Didn't get cold. You know, I had the right gear. And if you have gear, 
I think if you have gear to hunt in, oh yeah, I was you out, have gear to fish. Yeah, in. I was out there in that gear yesterday. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, like it, you couldn't see me because that gear is invisible to the ever to the world. So, yeah, I was completely invisible out there on that boat. Um, and I'm sure all the other guides were like, you know, we would drive by and you were telling them that, hey, we're just out here having fun. They're like, yeah, you look like you're out there with a bunch of uh, paid tourists because, uh, no. <laughs> you know, no. that's what we looked like. Well, but I, I didn't want to. There's there's a certain there's a certain guide etiquette, I oh, guess yeah. you could say, where like, those guys are out there making a living. Yeah, like they're we out there making money. I just I like I try to let them know, hey, don't. If you if you get in, like get in front of us, cut in front, you know we yeah. we don't we don't give a shit if we catch yeah. a big fish or not today. Like like we're just chilling, you yeah. know. Go ahead, go ahead. And that's one cool thing about there was the river that's not there with duck hunting or or, or bass fishing or bass Man, fishing. It's like you we show there, up, there, there, you show up on a bass boat and you're within a hundred yards of uh. another bass boat. Time to move, right? Oh man, there's gonna Time be to move. there's They're gonna following. be some dog cussing. There's gonna be you know if you can get to them on dry feet, there's gonna be some fighting. We were within 15 feet of man, other boats was, yesterday, and and you can because tell, there's nowhere else. Well, and there's nowhere else to go, but you have to. But the camaraderie was great. Nobody was offended by it. Everybody like we drove past another guy on the opposite side of the river from where they were fishing. And I could see him giving us some hand gestures and stuff like that. And I asked you, what was he saying? And you were like, he's telling me the fishing's good here. So they float on down past that spot. We circle around and come back and fish it. And like, you know, that was just free information that he gave us up saying, hey man, it's good here. And I think we passed what, like four different guides yesterday that you knew and got invited to come over and hang out with one of them. Um, you know, it was why, it was cool. Why, why Camaraderie you, was great between competitions. So. Why, why would outdoorsmen be anything other than outdoorsmen to each other? Yeah, that's one thing to think about. You know, especially with with public land with hunting. I didn't learn it until recently. You know, I got caught in that. I don't want to call it a stigma or whatever. I but like I'm making a living on the river. It changed me to a point where, you know, it was like, okay, this is the, even the outdoor part of it became a job. You know what I mean? So now I have, I'm, you know, getting, trying to get back to a place where the the job is the bonus, you know, like the, the being outside with great people and yeah. being on the river, getting to do what I love to do, you know, is like that's the payoff well, right there. So that's it. And that's one of the things yesterday I went fishing with my very good friend that up until yesterday I'm thinking, you know, this guy fishes for a living. <laughs> you know, he he goes to work and fishes for a living. And even though you weren't working yesterday, it it was very clear to me within 30 to 40 minutes on that river you don't fish for a living. <laughs> you row a boat and you tie knots for a living. And pay attention and, and to what pay attention f- and tell people what to do. Yeah. Um these guides that everybody, you know, everybody's like, Oh, why pay this money for these people? These guides are working their tail off oh, yeah. um throughout oh, yeah. the day to make that experience better for you. Um, and and I I know lots of guys, I tell everybody, I know lots of guys and I do not know one guide 
that does not want you to be catching fish. Yeah. Good or bad, but now whether they've got, you know, whether they're doing the best for the certain scenario in that scenario that you're in or not, they all want you to be catching fish, and they're like, nobody likes to be that guy floating down the river with nobody catching fish. Oh yeah, you know, because people are paying money, they yeah. want to catch fish. But I mean. the, the <laughs> what, one what thing was... that helps is ne- like being, I don't want to say an open, an open book, but like, like you're talking about camaraderie and there's so much more to be gained from uh knowledge is wealth and like sharing i don't want to i'm not saying like go tell your buddy secret spot or like this or that i'm saying if you go out have a good experience try to share it yeah because i feel like there's a lot of things that may get lost here to people that have access to it because it's not because they just don't know about it yeah well and the that's kind of sad to me it's like yeah. how how can if i would could only think that if another area had something as beautiful and amazing as what we have here that it would be more well the cool thing remote, that i think I separates remote, it from from other type of outdoors stuff is is bass fishing, you know, is a competition. You know, everybody's everybody's tournament mm. bass fishing, so you can't tell your secrets to anybody else because you may go fish a tournament against them next week and, um, and lose a bunch and lose a bunch of money. Yeah, money, yeah. or you may go or win pay somebody to or fish. win a boat. You <laughs> know, you never know. Yeah. Um, You're right. Hunting, hunting is is not a reusable resource because, you know, when that deer comes in or those ducks come in or that turkey comes in, you kill it. It's dead. You take it home yeah. and you put it in your freezer. Um, river fishing, Never thought about that. river fishing yeah. is, it's kind of a, it's a reusable resource. You know, you catch that fish, um, you take care of it. Uh, we talked about it on my podcast earlier, you know, the, the delicacy of these fish um, and how you, you know, when you when you land them, you take care of them, um, get your pictures, get your stuff done, put them back in the river and let somebody else catch them. And it is so cool to be able to see somebody like, you know, you and Brett come from, you know, basically kind of the same background as I did of, you know, you keep everything you catch and eat it because it's food and like, yeah. you, you know, this is your meal. <laughs> that that's the culture um it's so cool to see you know us have a conversation about it and you'd be like wow, that's, it makes perfect sense yeah you know like yeah okay yeah makes perfect sense and like i said i'm i want people to keep fish because i feel like the people that keep fish now have to keep keeping those fish in order for the balance to be there yeah. Um, because you, we do, we do have to have a balance and big fish didn't get big for no reason. So catching a big fish, you know, either it was his time to go or you did a good job and, you know, hats off to you. Yeah. Um, but usually by, by that time they get that big, it's like they're older and not if you, if, it's all scenario based, and wise. I think yeah, we talked a lot wise about old fish on on you know on your podcast. We talked about uh, different strains or of of trout and um, you know the wild versus stocked fish, and uh, 
if you're going to keep one, you know, keep a stocked fish, thinking about stuff like that. And I told Zach, we were talking about, uh, after catching a fish, uh, a nice fish, the best thing to do is let it rest in the net, like, yeah. before you pull it tell out. Tell them the scenario that you you spoke of earlier when you explained it to me, because that was just what resonated with me about that. I didn't even think about it until you put it that way. So when you're fighting a fish, think of it like, I mean, if, if you're in a, a fist fight, or I, a, I used to fight yeah, MMA in, many, if you're many in, moons ago. If you're in the, uh, a cage fighting and you went. have gotten tapped out and you're sitting there, blah, 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 right? Like that was it. Like Strange. to a fish, to a fish being in the net, tapped out. So, after that moment, you're done. The referee comes over and... Or you've ran a marathon. I yeah, know we got a lot of runners. You've ran a marathon yeah. and he holds your head under a bucket of water. You can't... Like, you just it's the exact same struggle. thing for a fish. Like, the fish just fought for its life and... Lost. And, yeah, and lost. And now you're going to, you know... Now you're going to strangle it to death, basically. Or you're going to take away its oxygen. It, But you don't, like I said, growing up like we did, catching bass, crappie, yeah. they're resilient, resilient fish. You grab it's, them by the grab lip. Them. That's right. You know, yank oh, them catfish out of the water. be alive two days later. Yeah. Trout just don't like that, yeah. unfortunately. Dude, I mean, catfish like will stay kinda... alive in an ice chest for a long time. Yeah. It's amazing. Like a catfish and a frog. That's the story yeah. of the frog legs still kicking yeah. in the cooler you know, a few days later. But it's, it's a totally different fish. And I'm not to... I don't want anybody to be like, oh, I gotta be super timid with these fish, but because don't. But just take care of them. Just yeah, just don't be. Let let just, somebody else enjoy them. Don't you know, don't drop them, them in the. If, if you're, you're not gonna, not gonna keep them, them right, don't drop them in the boat them and let if them it's flop not a around. Fish, and, you know that you want to mount or something. Take care of them. Put them in the water. Leave them in the water while you get your phones out to take pictures, because we know all of you are taking pictures with them. Yep. If it that's if what it, it's if it doesn't about, go right? on Facebook or Instagram, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Um, what do you what do you think that is? Just from I like to talk to everybody about I talk to everybody about Instagram and fly fishing because I got I mean I think everybody that's fishing or hunting gets caught up in that world of seeing so. pictures and images of these unrealistic expectations yeah. in outdoors and completely completely lose sight of you know what what that really is about and i i lost sight of thinking about like instagram's made me forget about deer camp yeah. you know it's made me forget about going and you know being excited for your cousin because they just shot some you know because they come up and it was it got a little you know a, an eight point or something yeah. it may have not been a monster but look out there man that's yeah. that's deer camp you know that's so, meat hanging that people are going to use every bit of it that deer may have got stabbed in the side the next morning by a bigger buck and died that's the un yeah. that's the uncomfortable part that people don't like to talk about especially people that try to grow racks like oh man you, you don't want to talk about the well okay that's cool but Dude, this deer's gonna run over like so, a mile and get shot by joe blow there's so many more things you know everybody the cwd in arkansas <laughs> is the big thing now CWD is not a good thing. It is bad for I don't know Arkansas. Much, I don't know much about it. Chronic wasting disease. Yeah. 
Um, it's uh, it has come here from out of state. It's not native to Arkansas. Um, a lot of our north, uh, north central, northwest counties and stuff are now declared a CWD zone. Um, it's bad. It takes yeah. out herds of deer, but there's so many deer lost to cars. There's so there's so many deer lost to post rut mortem. These deer, like some of these bucks, go so hard during the rut. They turn into zombies, dude, basically. Don't they, they just they just, just rape their immune system and their energy. Why, and why they am go, I standing yeah, here? In they the go wide so open. hard <laughs> during the rut that the winter conditions kick in, and they don't have enough stored <laughs> energy to live, and it kills them. Post post rut mortem is is a big thing that kills That's a lot crazy, of deer. Yeah, it? that nobody ever thinks about. But but they're they're um, dry. That's like. Well, one thing I've tried to think about with spawning fish is that it's kind of cool to think about that their drive to reproduce as a species oh, yeah. overrides their will to live. Hey, dude, that's, completely. that's any species. Yeah. You know, humans uh, are one of the very few animals that, um, you know, have intercourse for pleasure. Right, right. Because we got those but, opposable thumbs. Yeah, but let me tell you and what. And ate those mushrooms. You, you Monkeys ha- ate mushrooms and now. We're going to hang out here at this campsite, you know, on the river in a camper with a couple guy buddies. Man, we get back home and smell that scent of a woman. That's it. That's what that old big buck deer's thinking That's about. That's it. That's what those yeah. fish are thinking about. I and mean. That. And that's the low-hanging fruit, I guess. Like, yeah. One thing, you don't see these deer. That's what's kind of funny is deer that i shot like there's no doubt in my mind it just it was running you know it was just passing through yeah. like you would never in a million years see these big bucks or these big that's the cool thing about i don't want to say not fishing the spawn but like because i don't think any guy goes out and just like looks for huge you know just drives up and looks for huge fish on reds i don't say that but because I'm sure they do, but bass fishermen do. Well, yeah, but like I with, look for big mama sitting on her with, bed. <laughs> with with brown with trout, I, I'm not sure. I'm not saying there's not some people that do it, but it it's a. I don't know. It's just the more that after seeing other species and like other species of fish do what they do to spawn. You know, that's the you won't see these creatures, these male creatures, all year long, or these big, huge females all year. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, there they all they just are. Come out of the woodwork. There they are. Yeah. Yep. And uh, it's, it's crazy. Well, and you know, so I I was raised in an undisclosed part of Arkansas, Perryville. We won't talk about that. Um, you know, and when I was a kid, uh, growing up, going up into the mountains, if if you saw, like, you know, we'd go hunt a week in the mountains. Um, if if you saw two deer off a stand, it was a phenomenal week, you know. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just changed so much now. If you go up there and you set a full day and you don't see two deer, you're going, what is going on? Um, you know, the, that's one thing when the three point rule come out, 
everybody in Perry County was mad. They were like, you got to be kidding me. This is ridiculous. We got we to gotta have a six-point deer to kill it? This buck has to have six points before I can shoot it? Yeah. Man, it's helped so much. Look now, you know, though, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. And that's one I think thing. anybody will tell you now. Yeah. That's like man, that was that was a that was a, good, a good move, good you move. know. And that's one of the things that the the media, the television, all these hunting shows. One thing that we weren't taught growing up was, you know, letting these animals grow, let them let them reproduce, let them do their thing, and and let's cull the ones, let's take out the ones that need to be done, you know, let's take out the old ones, let's take out the the trophy ones or i hate to call them trophy the you know the big ones that are mature mature let's say mature yeah. we don't call them trophies um i'm not a i I'm, can't condone trophy hunting but right. mature animals Meat. that are yeah that are hard that are the challenged ones that have that have outsmarted humans that for are so that long. are gonna that are gonna die within the next couple of years yeah. of old age or yeah. but that's some natural causes yeah. like it's just part it's these animals don't just keep they die like it's they don't just keep living forever they get big and they just get big and they die well they get big and then they get you know we classify i I keep going back to deer hunting because that's kind of one of my things they get big their horns their racks get big they get small and then they die you know they get past their their prime but when when we were kids that conservation wasn't taught to us it was taught to us hey man if you get the chance to take and take a a decent small anything you better take your chance because you may not get it right um now you got all these hunting channels um that are of course they're up in kansas and iowa killing you know 180 190 Uh, inch deer unrealistic expectations right that's great but it has taught more people to Let's let that little six-point walk. Let's let that right. two-and-a-half-year-old deer walk. And I think that's what you're talking about when you talk about fishing spawning browns or anything. That right. Maybe the guys that are the weekend fishers or the five- or six-time-a-year fishers, if they get up there and they know what to look for, because personally I wouldn't know what to look for in spawning trout, but if they do, they may fish that, but you as a guide – you as somebody that's on the river, you know, 250 days a year, you know better than that because you know that's a resource that you don't want to deplete. Yeah, and, well, a lot of it, too, is like, that would be, let me try try to think of a way. So, you're really, really good with bow stuff, right? Like, you know a lot about bows. You You could probably build a bow from... Mm-hmm. From you know, take parts and put a bow together, rig everything out, yeah. M- make your arrows. We, we call them Franken bows. Franken bows, yeah, kind of the Frankenstein deal. It's so in the archery world. Like, whereas you would know, you would know your limits. So you would know what was cool or ethical up to a certain point. Yeah, which your line where everything was okay and ethical maybe here you would like some beginner or somebody that didn't know any better you wouldn't want them anywhere close to that line you know you'd be like no you need to yeah this is the fish you need to yeah you know like 
So that's kind of a lot of what right now is you, you just it's not it's this it's the fit our spawn I guess is doing good. So the fish are fish are resilient, man. Their their drive to continue on as a species is Dude. incredible. And the the spawn's doing good, but it's a man, you just it's hard on the fish, just like uh with the buck that's in rut, like you were saying earlier. You you shoot that buck or you shoot out that buck and he's he's done. He's gonna be you know, if if you hit him he's done. Um with trout or with browns, especially like if you want to keep somebody first of all, a lot of areas you're gonna be catching spawning trout in or catch and release areas this time of year anyway. So you, you can't you're not supposed to keep them. Yeah. Uh but think of it like that. Think of that brown like that big buck that you can let some other, you know, let's say some other Joe Blow, Tom, Dick, or Harry that comes out fishing on a weekend. How cool would it be to let him catch that fish, too? Yeah. Yeah, you made the comment. And it's a total, it's it's not a selfish thing. It's a, like, like here is this resource we have. Let's um, let's draw attention. If we're not going to gonna utilize it, give back. Yeah, I've, well, I've, I think that's a problem with not the white Norfolk rivers right now. Dude, they're rocking and rolling. Like these are the the white river systems really really healthy right yeah. now. The white is like Norfolk. They're doing good. The the little red is you know we're going through a lull. I think there's ups and downs. Yeah, and. We're going through a lulls. I think there's a, a certain, you know, a group that needs to be educated on it and us be like, okay, so let's take small steps forward, you know, for 10, 12, 15 years from now. Say, okay, like not just anywhere can have these trout, you know. That's that's one thing I would yeah stress we to we talk about these trout everybody. being being you know fragile and stuff you know when we talk about landing them and stuff man these things live in the coldest rivers in Arkansas they yeah. live in the brutal most brutal conditions and that we have to offer always them. fighting current water rising yeah. and falling every day so they're some tough they're yeah. tough you know I mean and I don't, I don't want it to let's not make it where like I don't want anybody to be afraid to go out like don't. Don't be, you know, go out and catch fish and turn, you know, if you want to keep some, keep some rainbows or whatever and have a good time. But eat them. Yeah, eat they're, them. They're Use delicious. Them. But, like, the, the, it is, you can have a different, it do, took a lot more you, for a brown trout to get where it is you than for think that fish. that many, I think, I feel like this conversation is directed towards the browns. Um, do you think that that many are caught and not utilized or? I think there's a staggering number of fish. Like we were talking about with duck hunting, how ducks in the trash can at the gas station parking lot. I don't know why it's always a a trash can at a gas station, but people do it. So I think it's, it's kind of the same thing with, with trout. It's like, (laughs) 
okay, you're never going to cook and eat those. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, oh, we got to keep them. Okay, keep them. Yeah, you, they're, I don't know how you would, if you're not going to take them home and eat them immediately um, with the bone structure of them, I'm I'm huge on my, my wild game and my processing. I'm, I've got it down to an art, to say the least. But I don't know how you would uh, package trout so that you know i mean i've got a i've got a good uh chamber style vacuum sealer and i could vacuum seal it but i feel like it would crust the bone structure of it um or it would puncture the bag i i mean i've never i've never saved it and eaten it by any means i mean i've I've had a few like they would cut fresh and used them but yeah uh, like it's not one of those just, meats I don't think that it's good you, after you freeze it. Yeah. It's that's not what everybody says. Like, just cook it the day you catch it. Yeah, that's here. my experience with it. I've never had, so, had nor seen it. It's real bony. Stored, a lot, yeah. A lot of bones you know, you, in it. You catch it fresh, throw it on some fire, you know, put some salt and pepper on it, and enjoy the deliciousness. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a thing that happens every once in a while. Yeah. Right, it's uh, to me that would be trout would be. I don't want to. I don't want to eat them every week. I don't want to eat. Well, them it's every not month. something that you're. I want to eat trout once a year. You're not going to sit down at the table <laughs> when you're starving and get up from the table and go, God, I'm so stuffed. <laughs> you're going to be overworked by the time you get to that point. Yeah, pulling the meat off the bones. Yeah. Um. So, tell me. Uh, other than, so fly fishing was a new experience for you. Uh, we talked kind of about how to get into a, a good setup. Um, how do you, uh, how do you think fly fishing, uh, I don't say how do you think it's different, but do you feel like, that's something that may help you in any way, shape, or form as far as taking with with hunting. I think it's everybody talks about like, man, go and sit in the deer stand, some good therapy, like, oh yeah, or whatever. It is, say. but just being outdoors is good therapy. It, it's all good therapy, but man, yeah. like being uh, being on the river. Dude, so it's kind of a different that yeah, it's incredibly different. You know, when you're, you know, you're floating down a small river and looking up at, uh, you know, a seventy foot rock bluff on one side. You know, out in the middle of nowhere, it's it's beautifully peaceful. Um, you know, I love being on. I love being on Lake Washita. I love being on Greer's. Love being on Hamilton. Uh, you know, you, Hamilton's kind of the social lake. Uh, fun to fish. I love fishing Hamilton. Um, I love the peacefulness of Washita. The remoteness of it. You know, there's not any docks out there. It's just, it's just beautiful, clear water. Yeah. Um, but there's something to be said about being out there on the river. It's just a 
different type of experience. Um, that moving water. It's man. it kind of contains you to where you feel like you're, you know, you're very in the moment. You know, you're not in a big wide open space like you are on a lake. You're you're in a narrow space. To enjoy it. It's much more intimate. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> that's the words I was looking for right yeah, there. You're, more, you're exactly much right. Much more intimate. Yeah, that's, I was at a loss so for words there so for a minute, but it, that's what yeah. I was looking for. No, absolutely. You um, look at a lake and you're like, you don't even know where to start. Yeah, man. You're I mean, like, oh You know where gosh. to start. You, you look at your GPS and Oof. go, man, I caught some dingers over there. You know, I'm yeah. going to go over there. The, the wind's blowing, you know, out of the southwest. I'm going to head over to this point. I'm going to get on this wind blowing point and, you know, drag some bait across it and um but the river just it it kind of you have to go where it tells you it's not like a lake you can't go where you want to you have to go where the river tells you to go um yeah let i i mean i tell everybody just kind of you can over especially as a as a beginner whereas somebody just looking to catch fish you can definitely over fish you just have to let, I, mean, I tell everybody, let the river do what it wants to with your, with your fly. Like yeah. let it, if it wants to pull it over five feet, give it slack, let it go. You know, don't let, yeah. because by design, it's going to pull your fly or your rig into an area where there's fish. That river's going to do what it wants. That river's educated those fish for however long they've been alive. So yeah. if you let the river work for you, it's, it's, it's only going to help you. So, yeah, you got to be like you told me yesterday. Um, so one of the guides passed us, one of your buddies, and he was like, "Man, if you're out having fun, why are you still rowing?" <laughs> I was like, "You know what? He's got a good point, man. Let me see a master's profession." And I had to beg you to get up on the bow and you know take my rod and let me do some rowing. And you know you got up there and and just watching you how you utilized the fly rod compared to how I was monkey trucking it. It was, it was so graceful and peaceful. It was fun to watch. And so I get the oars, you know, and I'm paddling your boat and doing it completely wrong. And you let it go for a little while. And you finally said, Hey man, so steer with the back of the boat, you know, go into the current and let the current steer you, which is a hundred percent opposite of what I was doing. I was trying to steer the front of the boat where I wanted the front of the boat to go. Yeah, you were pushing. Yeah, I was, and I was, you know, forward. fighting myself. And you told me that, and I, I listened. I was like, "Holy cow, dude! I would have, man, I would have been pissed <laughs> off fighting that river for four weeks before well, I would have me, ever thought that, to learn that." Didn't that didn't come. That didn't come easily. I didn't learn that easily. Yeah, <laughs> you know. I, I, I struggled. It, the boat spinning around circles a lot, floating down the river with me on the oars. Funny, because you were telling me, you know, I'll teach you how to row and everything. I'm like, man, I'm, you know, at the fire department, I'm on our water rescue team. So obviously, we have a boat. We're, mm-hmm. te- we, you know, we're trained in swift water rescue and all that stuff. I was like, what, what can you teach me about rowing a boat, you know, in a river? You know, I've never rowed a boat, I've always got a motor. But you did. You you, you basically <laughs> said take what you're doing and doing the complete do the complete opposite, yeah. and it makes it easier. Yeah, and it did. Yep. You know. So. And well, being able to, I don't know, yeah. being able to 
row through some of those shoals and stuff. Yeah. Where, you know, you're going, you got to pick a spot. You got a, you know, five, six foot wide spot you're going to hit and making the boat do what you want it to do and get through that spot. It's fun. It's yeah. a, we were talking about the, um, the, the adrenaline dumps or whatever, the, the thrill that you get or that you got, um, from, you know, the fire department or whatever it is, those exciting. Tongue goes off, yeah, house like, is burning. Ding, 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 ding. You're going from dead sleep into, uh, to a burning building. So that's like missing that, like, area of my life is, it's like kind of like. It's hard to substitute, man. It's hard to substitute, hard but to that, substitute that's that. given me rowing that boat through some. I don't want to say they're not, it's not like, you know. Do we need to pause real, for a real second? Real dangerous. I would fill this cup now. Yeah, here in just a minute. Okay. But it's not real, I don't want to say dangerous, but it. I mean, like, when I'm on the oars, it's like, dude, you got two people's lives in your hands yeah. right now. Yeah. You really do. Well, and trying to make that look like it's not a big deal, you know, like, is... Something that took me a little while to get used to, like, and that because you do it, you do, you do do it with the finesse. Like, yeah. well, I, you I just feel like I go back it. to that uh, bull in a china cabinet when I had the wars. I was like, oh, I'm gonna muscle this thing where I want it. That's what I did. It's just um, like driving a, you know, driving a specific vehicle or anything like but, that. Just get used to it. Yeah. One thing I noticed, you know, when you were actively doing that, you know. You were how you were paying attention to how me and Brett were fishing. You know, you would say, Hey, let's throw off this side of the boat, and you would actively position that boat to what put us in the best position to catch fish. Um, which was a full time job. Why, you know, it's huh. something that if, if you were out there in a boat by yourself, you couldn't. I couldn't place myself yeah. to catch fish like I could well, that's what, I while mean, you were rowing and I was fishing. That's one, I don't know, one reason. I'm never, like, it doesn't bother me to share information or, like, what flies are you fishing? That's what, that's what we're fishing because there, it's, it's not the, I don't say it's, a lot of days, yeah, you need, like, they're biting this, so you do kind of want this in this wheelhouse of a particular fly that you want to have on but it's so it's just it's all the details that's all it is it's not you know that just from doing it you kind of put together and so little things that you that you learn and get in tune with um almost you know you just naturally do it with the boat, with you know, watching watching your your people drift and fish, and you do it without thinking about it. You know those lines that you you've ran on the river before, those lines that you've drifted and caught fish. I just always I drift the same lines. It's like every. <laughs> it's funny, not to say that there's not that that I fish the exact same stretch every time. I'm you know exact same line I'm on the river, but. You, you you just kind of you don't the guesswork's taken out of it like you you get to where you have fished every 
section so much in so many different scenarios that you know without having to second guess yourself that this line that you're on or this area is the best area for success you know or oh. like so well that's like i said I don't that think goes to with anything you know yeah. all creatures of god are consistent in most ways you know if and that goes from the way i walk from my front door to my truck every day if there was a if it was all a dirt path you would see a trail you know the areas that my dog run around the backyard you know i've got an acre and a half backyard but they're still beating down trails where my dogs run um on my family's farm you know there's beating down trails where the cows run right across the middle of the pasture you go out into the woods they're game trails animals take the path of least resistance and they they tend to, d- to take the same trail so i can only imagine fish would do the same thing you do you know and so if it's somewhere yeah. that a hundred times you've caught fish you know if you if you drive past that same place 300 times you catch fish 100 times yeah obviously <laughs> that's the you know they're that's their pattern it's what they do i mean it's yeah. it's like anything else i mean you're you're, you're it's not, I have people ask me all the time, you think there's a fish over there? But I'm not going to tell you that I don't think there's a fish over there. I'm...